Hello, everybody, and welcome to... I'm talking here. <laughs> I did that on purpose because oh, Rob prepared. was Rob was finishing eating some sort of brunch or granola bar. I can't so... remember which one it was. It was a while ago now. Welcome to the I'm Talking Here podcast. I'm Aaron Day. I'm Rob Brent. And here's Adam. Adam. Hello. Sincere? Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll bit go with that one. How are you feeling, Adam? You well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm... You happy to be here? I'm never arm. How I'm... how are you feeling about this new uh, fandom that you have ever since the podcast? What fandom? <laughs> Do you have a fandom? I don't know. I hope so. In some other universe within a parallel world that we coexist in. I've had people coming up to me today saying they really like the podcast. Have you, actually? Yeah, yeah, genuinely, like... And it wasn't verbal, just me. Verbal, <laughs> I wouldn't verbal, have said it. <laughs> verbal compliments. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Which, um, which episodes was their favourite? Uh, they had most recently listened to the one with the Meg. The Meg. I think the Meg's mm. a standout, if I'm going to blow our own trumpet. No, don't do that. Okay. It okay. does make you sound arrogant. Oh, fantastic. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, so... This podcast is going to be dedicated towards um, looking back over the last year so far, looking over 2019 so far, as we're coming up to sort of halfway through this year. Um, and then we're also going to be looking forward over 2019 and looking at some films we're really excited to see. Maybe the odd film here or there that we're going to try and stay, you know, a, a country mile away from. Um, but before we move on with the rest of the episode, again, remember that Al, uh, please do get in touch with us on our Twitter handle, which is at Talking Here RBAD. Maybe we need to add AB on the end of that what as do we well. We do. You're becoming a bit of a regular now. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm taking nine episodes for you to say that. Well, you, you, you weren't in last week. But no. I think if you've got a fandom, we need to bring that fandom. Mm. So uh, maybe let's add you on. Just make me the main person. The if, main. if the fandom is that strong. <laughs> well, you need to tell us before we do. But yes, that's one way to get in touch with us. How else can we get in touch with us? Well, funny you should say that, Rob. You can also get in touch with us via our email address. Yay. Welcome to 1996. <laughs> yes. um, so we are, this is now. We use MySpace as well. <laughs> Bebo, we're Bebo guys. Um, so it is I'm dot talking dot here dot rbad at gmail.com you're probably better off getting in touch with us via twitter is this actually real it's a real gmail yeah. address yep which you've actual, created which we've created there's a lot of talking here email addresses out there so i that was the best one that i could get fantastic and right. it's it's the it's not the word dot no, okay. no. It's just a dot. A dot. A dot. Fantastic. I'm dot talking dot here dot I R B A D. Right. It just rolls off the top. At gmail.com. Twitter handle at talking here R B A D. Fantastic. Should we get on with things? Let's get on with it. Let's do it. So the first thing we're going to do is cast our eyes forward to see what, what we think is going to be the best film of the year. Or what films we're really excited for coming up. Adam, I think we should cast our eye back. What, first? I don't know. I'm just throwing I'm a grenade in here. Let's be forward looking to start Would, with, Rob. Do you, want, do you want to review back first and then we'll, we'll look to the future after we've looked to the past? I mean, that's the way Scrooge did it. So you want to look... Okay. I I think we should review, then preview. Okay. 
I don't like being stuck in quarrels like this. <laughs> <laughs> so please resolve it. Right, we'll look back. We'll look back then. We'll, we'll go with yours, okay? So you always going to get us So for this, um, we, just Aaron, so, just, just so you know, right, this is a democracy. <laughs> is I'm just, I'm just, I feel like it. I'm just throwing an idea out there. If you want to go with it. No, I don't. I don't. I've made that perfectly clear now. You've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I was all ready to go with my introduction and you've just trampled all over it. So let's look back. Just so you know. Let's look back this, is the this anger. Is, this, I, this is probably what the Tory leadership is like at the moment. Ah, just so, a bit. We're yeah. just part of the times. Ooh. Right, let's cast our Satire. eyes back. Yep. Um, now we're looking in terms of films that have come out this year. From January the 1st. Yes, that we have watched. I thought we looking forward. We're not looking forward anymore. We're looking back. Um, Aaron did want to just do any film he's seen <laughs> this year, but we couldn't verify whether it was truthful or not or where he's actually watched this. So we're just doing films that we've watched so far as a review of what the year's been so like so far. Mm. Okay. So, Adam, how have you found the year so far? Okay. Okay. Any particular highlights? Hi. Uh, fighting with my family. Fighting with my family. Yeah, I, now, I particularly enjoyed that. You've mm. both watched this, and I, I've, I've not seen this yet. So why should I go and see Fighting with My Family? It's good. Give you good tips. God, you can do better than that. Um, no, I just think I think it's a f- it was the way Steve, Steve Merchant wrote it, didn't he? I believe and directed. I yeah, think. directed. Yeah. I just think it was quite. It was funny. It was like kind of like heartfelt mm. at the same time. It's like a, a good British feel good. Yeah, thing. it was very British. And even though like half it took place in America. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. It yeah. has British sensibilities yeah, it has... to it. And it does have a British sense of humour as well. Like Paddington 2. Yeah. No, it's no. nothing like Paddington 2 in the slightest. If Paddington was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Still no. Well, I'll get, no. I'll get Still no. the Paddington thing. It has a sense of Britishness to it. Where it's... It's 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 an it's an underdog story yeah. ultimately, isn't it? Because it's it's about the wrestler Paige, and it's about it, it's 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 originally based on the, the the documentary about a family living in Norwich who run a uh, and kind of like an amateur slash semi professional uh, wrestling organization, and it's primarily run by the dad and the mum of the family. Um, they're hilarious they are fantastic played by Nick Frost and Lena Hed- Hedy they're ah, really really cool. good I knew really Nick Frost good. was there um, and then Paige or that's her wrestler's name but played by um, Florence Pugh is, is fantastic in the film and, and is she on the up is this like a, to show her well, she's, acting she's, chops she's unexpected she because in? it's actually her brother who wants to be the um, like the big time WWE wrestler and right. it's actually Page, quote unquote, who becomes who actually gets enlisted through their recruitment program and goes off to be ah. the. Mm. So the, the, would that the be star. the top one that I've actually really missed out on this film? I'll say it's one. I think it's one of the best ones I've seen this year. No, no, you're shaking oh, your you head. Should, what would, what would right. be your best film? It is. It is. A, it is a good film. Yeah, and it has a lot of redeemable features to it, and it's got a lot of merits. And the acting is very good. The directing solid. Um, it's a little clunky in some places but ultimately it's just a really good film to watch and it's yeah. very it's actually quite feel good in a lot of places as well because it talks about 
you know what what our purpose is in life and that you know actually success su- success is actually in places that we may not expect it to be that you can say the purpose is to fight people <laughs> yeah 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 Lot- <laughs> the purpose in life is to just find yourself a steel chair and whack someone over the head with it excellent I there mean, you go that is what's um, happening at the moment this is how the podcast will end right. <laughs> The, so what would trump it? What would be right? the the best The best thing that I have seen this year that came out this year that came out this <laughs> definitely that came out this year that came out this year was the documentary Free Solo. Did that come out this year? Yes, fantastic. Because I wanted to talk about that as well. Yes, but I thought that came out last year, so I'm really I'm, chuffed that it was right, this year. It was Oscar nominated this year. It was BAFTA nominated this year. It, it was, was on Channel 4 this year. It was released on National Geographic this year because it was National Geographic that, that yeah. commissioned the film. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a 2019 movie. Okay. Now, it may I'll have probably with. played at festivals or something like that in 2018, but in terms of general release, I believe it was this year. No, I'm more than happy to go with that because, yeah, free solo... Now I've t- um, I've talked about Free Solo at great length in a previous podcast. Yes. Um so and you've only watched it very recently. So over to you. You said great length. I thought it was just your 30 second uh, review. No, no, it because more than that. it was the it was the podcast where you reviewed Triple Frontier and oh, I re- yes. and I reviewed Free Solo. Triple Frontier, another film I've watched. <laughs> Excellent. We'll come back to that in a moment. So but yeah, um, free, for me Free, free Solo is the best film I've seen this year. Uh, the, just the guy what's the guy's name uh, Alex name. Alex Ol- well, th- yeah. just Alex Ol- Ol- this guy that Alex and, and what he he does is phenomenal some mm. of the shots that you have in this film you feel like you are up there uh, climbing with him and as someone mm. who's not afraid of heights I'm more afraid of things that are bigger than me um, it did a really good job of making me fearful for him mm. but I think the key to that film the, the real change is when they start to look into the ethics and they actually go into the director speaking about what impact will this have you know if we've got a film crew here does it push him on um, as well the the interactions with his new girlfriend going from I would always put climbing first which he does yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then having that dynamic and especially when uh, not not too much into spoilers but when he, he falls and hurts his foot uh, maybe because of his girlfriend, and he says his first thought is to break up with her. And, <laughs> and then he's got the moon boot on, and he's up climbing again. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's a fascinating individual. Um, it was just, it was really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and just really invested. I'm, I'm, the thing that makes me sad about that particular film is that I wish I had seen it on a bigger screen. Yes. I wish I'd seen it on IMAX. Yeah. I wish I'd seen it in a proper cinema with a big audience because I would imagine that everybody would have inhaled at the same time and would have been holding their breath at the same time yeah, and, and you would have felt that thick kind of atmosphere in 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 the cinema and I wish I'd been to see it. I've got to say, yeah, screen. if there was an IMAX view and I'd be right there because it'd probably yeah. be the same sort of feeling as like a film like Gravity oh, did where definitely. it puts you directly there. And when he's got choices where there's only two ways, one is leap to grab onto something. The other is to karate kick yourself <laughs> across. You, you just know the lengths he's going to to, yeah. to do it. And I've, I've been to Yosemite, so I've seen El Capitan before. Mm. And I never envisioned 
That Adam is called. You know how people do name dropping <laughs> <laughs> when they when they when they when they drop a name to make, when, when they drop a name to make themselves sort I've, of sound great. I've that's met the old Capitan. <laughs> that's called that's called a location drop. Was that it nice? One, so it was lovely. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> I, and I swear someone was tightrope walking. Um, but anyway, nice. um, yeah. to actually scale that, it's it just phenomenal. Yeah. And, um, I'd, may, I'd maybe agree. I didn't have that one in because I thought it was last year. But it may have just trumped anything I, I got here. Um, what, what else have you got? I've got, well, the favourite yep. I quite enjoyed. So I saw that on the first day of the year. Well done. Uh-huh. Um, got no family to spend New Year with then? I was with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sorry. My wife. My wife. Um, uh, we went to see that and I didn't really know much about it. I knew I liked uh, Emma Stone. I like uh, Olivia Colman. I like uh, Rachel Weisz. Um, Nicholas Holt's in there as well, which I didn't realise. He's he's the dark horse in that so film. Good. He is brilliant. I, I love love Nicholas Holt, um, especially if you've seen Mad Max Fury Road. He, he's 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 a chameleon actor who just sort of embodies these different roles. Mm. Um, and the favourite was just a really weird, funny, unsettling experience where you were never really sure where it was going to go you weren't sure if you were meant to be laughing mm. or if you were meant to be be crying or disgusted and just played played with all these ideas in one there are there are four major factors uh-huh. of the favorite that that embody that that emotional feeling of kind of unsettled of awkwardness oh. of of the comedy of it the four things are this the cinematography yes the writing yes the acting yes and the score Yes, it's it's that there's that part probably around about it's probably it, it, it appears twice in the film, and it it sounds like somebody is constantly dropping a bucket. It's like it's like whoop. <laughs> it's got whoop. such good music Blink. in it. It's amazing. Blink. Blink. And it's, it's that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do that for the next two and a half minutes. It it it's. That score, yeah. you could have, you like at that particular point, you're either like, I'm absolutely hating this score. But for me, I was watching it, and that was in the background. I was like, actually, do you know what it's actually doing is, is it is creating a weird tension, mm-hmm. and that's what was happening th- on screen at the time. Was that weird tension? I think that was it. You had to sort of it's a film you almost surrender yourself to. Where mm. I think if you if you tried to hold back, you'd hate it. But if you just let yourself go along of it with the sort of subtle madness of it all, mm. it's so enjoyable. And when you realise all the humour that is within, because it's not necessarily obvious most of the time, mm. but some of the lines they're delivering and the performance they're giving are just perfectly placed. And I think in terms of endings as well, I, I couldn't envision how it was going to end. Mm. And it, it ends in just a, a genius way that, mm. that leaves you being like, oh... God, I, and it's complete power play, and then it's like, well, who did win? Like, yeah, who, who was, who who succeeded in that? And, yeah, and a lot, a really meaty film to get in. So yeah, maybe maybe that is apart from Avengers Endgame. But I mean, we've talked about that a yeah. lot. I think the thing is, with and you can come in on Endgame as well, yes. can't you, Adam? And it's like, I think End Endgame is different in the sense that it felt more like an event. Yeah, well, I face hard look at Endgame as one. F- Film, I feel like if mm. I was going to look at it, it'd be with Infinity War. Yeah, as well. I think Infinity War is probably the better half. Do you think that? Yeah, I think I. I feel with Endgame, I enjoyed it very much, but I feel like it did maybe towards the beginning to middle 
sort of like you could have cut a bit away. Mm. And it was just... But overall, I thought it was a good film. Uh, but I wouldn't... I think I see... Look on IMDb. It's in, it's in the top 50 best films of all time. And I... No. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but I still think it was one of the probably highest films this year. I think it's that, that thing of it was an event. Yeah. And, and to go along that, if you were with that audience mm-hmm. on that ride, mm. it's more that feeling. Whereas if you, know, if you watched it by yourself... Yeah. in your front room I, it would still be great mm-hmm. but I think it is all well, I've never been cinema to... experience yeah Endgame is the best event cinema yes. I've watched this year so far well, I've never been deep within Marvel I only watch it for because of entertaining uh, I thought this was entertaining mm. but I didn't think much more of it mm. than that mm. I think what you can do with particularly with with what Marvel have created is and I, I won't go on about this too much because we, we, you know, we talked about Endgame for well over an hour. <laughs> but um, I do think that what what Marvel have done in terms of taking the kind of the, the, the comic book fandom that was already there, that kind of that base, yeah. and and bring it much more kind of into a mainstream um, media product is is something that will be studied in not just in terms of film studies it will be studied in terms of business studies as well absolutely for years to come of how they created that mm. anything else i've got a lot of kids films here. okay go for uh, it going along. so uh, there's three so how to train your dragon three I've right seen it. you've not, not have you seen nope it? i've no. seen the first two yeah if you if you like the first two it's quite a good way to cap off mm. the the trilogy i quite enjoyed that one uh, the kid who would be king Joe Cornish, Joe Cornish directed this. Uh, yeah, I, see, now I loved Attack the Block. I yes. really enjoyed Attack the Block. Is that I've, the I'm, aliens on the in the yes. Tower, Tower Block? Yes. Yeah, in London. Um, I did enjoy that one. Yeah, uh, so it, uh, was that one? That was John Boyega's first film as yes, well, wasn't it? Attack and, the Block. Uh, Doctor Who was in it. Which one? The new one. Oh, Jodie Whittaker. Jody Whittaker. That's yeah, that yeah. And then we're completely I like blank. Um, I'll have to relinquish my yeah, rights. So, ten, so, yeah, How to Train uh, Dragon Free and... Kid Who Would King, Be King. King yeah. um, Which of the two would you say is, was the better film? Attack the Block or... The no, kid no. Um, <laughs> the, kid who would, the Kid Who Would Be King I, or How to Train Your Dragon. I would say... See, How to Train Your Dragon was good for its entirety. I was, I was quite enjoying it along the way. Yeah. Whereas The Kid Who Would Be King, I think, had a lot of peaks and drifts right. throughout. Um, so I'd be hard pushed. Uh, I'd probably I'm, say I'm How to Train it. Your Dragon yeah. Um, yeah. was an easy watch through, but um, the kid who plays Merlin in The Kid Who Would Be King is mm. absolutely standout, phenomenal. And the other one, I was quite surprised with how good it was because I felt like it was just, uh, for the money sort of tacked on, as, again, it's a toy film, which is The Lego Movie 2, but I quite liked how they repurposed some of the stuff from the first film uh, and flipped it, especially what they do with the song Everything is Awesome. Um, mm. is really clever how it, how it fits in uh, its entirety um, so yeah th- I mean those three best kids film I'd maybe go Lego Movie 2 or t- oh no Teen Titans was last year Teen Titans was last year uh, right okay but yes maybe uh, maybe, maybe that one I think what about you Any other, anything Rocket else Rocket Man might be one right, of my favourites a bit more recent let's go, go for it trailer looks amazing tell us, tell it us. Looks, well after my Weatherspoons I went to... Uh, <laughs> you sponsored by Weatherspoons. <laughs> Just location drop in there. No. <laughs> Sorry, hold on, hold on. Mine was Be- more subtle, by the way. What did you order at Weatherspoons before, before Rocket Man? Oh, what'd you get? Oh, it was a drive-thru burger. A dry food burger? A drive-thru. A drive-thru. Oh. What comes, is in a drive-thru burger? Well, it comes wrapped in tinfoil. 
Like a drive-through. Oh, I like like trying to be Five Guys or something. I don't know. Okay. But it had like gherkins and bacon. Do you have yeah. to leave that. when you get it? Yeah, <laughs> in the car. Yeah. If you drive through the car. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, tell us about Rocket Man. Alpha's Alpha was amazing. Too much. Yeah. Um, I'll try to say it. Basically, it is about Elton John's life, yeah. which I hope you knew. Um, <laughs> but it's about a particular part, isn't it? It's, it's based on the 70s. It's mainly throughout the 70s. It goes from his childhood to the mid-80s. But it's not chronological, though, is it? Uh, it goes, In the sense that it's, it's more... Yeah, it goes back with... I want to say for the first 10 minutes. Right. Basically, like... So he's like... At a, so, you know, like, Alcoholic Anonymous sort of circle group thing. Yeah. And it's basically told... So, like, that is the premise. He's telling his story through that. Right. And then, right. then comes back through. And it's... I'll say this is better than Bohemian Rhapsody at the minute. So, I've I've been told that Rocket Man is more of a musical yes. than, than, a, mm-hmm. than a sort of a standard sort of drama, for mm. example. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it has dance numbers. Oh, wow. So, I think... There's one bit where, you know, he gets loads of money, like, I don't know what to do with it. There's, like, a musical number of Honky Cat. Is that what this is? I don't know. Of that. <laughs> and uh, that basically just shows him spend his money, but, like, through, like, a dance number. Right. Rather than just show, it's like, it shows him, like, parading around, like, paintings with, like, price tags torn off. And it kind of, like, represents that he's spent without going through and showing them. And, like, I think it skips him from he was, like, 10 to when he's, like, 20 through like a music through a uh, Saturday night alright for fighting. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, skip through that. And um it's like the songs are like not just used to, like show like a point in time. Mm. The sh- shown to like um what actually was happening. It's like Goodbye Yellow Big Road was used near the end where like he's like sick of this lifestyle he's living, which fit with um, what was happening at the time, but of mm. course it was different. Yeah. Um, and also other um, Tiny Dancer and all that came through. See, I, I'm i not a fan of Elton John and I'm not a big fan of his music. Um, mm. But I love a good musical. Mm. Um, I love everything from sort of Top Hat from like the 1920s, 1930s, yeah. all the way through to things like La La Land. Um, so I, I love I love a good musical. I so think, I, I'm, I I'm tempted to go and I see this film. I think it's good. Film. I'll say it's not as, it doesn't feel as generic as like Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. I think a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Well, is Bohemian Rhapsody like a musical? Or is it just like no, a big number just, at the end? Is that was kind of what I've heard. a it's, drama. It's more like a biopic. Yeah, it's more right. about, yeah. the songs throughout, but it's more... Those songs are to company. Like, see, the problem with being Rhapsody was that it kind of, the entire plot was, ooh, I've got a song. Ooh, I don't know if that song's good. Well, we're Queen, so we'll do anything, an experiment. It's kind of like that sort of like thing all the time. And it's like, it was very like, I thought the performances and the music pulled it through. Right. But say if it was like, if it wasn't Queen, it probably wasn't. So was it more, say, sorry, go on. more about the the music side of it, whereas Rocket Man's more about actually Elton John. I think, well, you see, this the thing, right? This delves far deeper into his drug abuse and his, like, how like, he was a sex addict and a drug addict. So it's more, more, a lot more candid. Yeah, because mm. um, I think, because Elton John seems more open about it yeah. than, like, Brian May, because producer of Beam and Rhapsody. Yeah. But, like, it's far more clear, 
that his life was downhill at some point. Is it? Is it a better film for it? I think it's better because mm. you need to think. Everyone knows that both of these stars were on cocaine, on prescription drugs, and were like mm. having sex all the time. So I don't think what's the point of trying to hide away from that? And it kind of just shows that he is like, even though he was famous, he was like a real person at the end of the day. And they had vulnerabilities yeah. and flaws. And I think there's one scene, I won't spoil the scene, but right? <laughs> I won't say it, but there's one scene where... <laughs> Careful was, now. One scene. Him and Rob Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Von Bitt. Him and Daenerys. <laughs> With a dragon. Is it him and Rick? <laughs> That'd be a better finale for Game of Thrones. I'll let John comes on. Is it, is it him and Rick Grimes? <laughs> Just comes on, I'm still standing. Zombie apocalypse. Nice. Very good. But there's one bit, I think it was where there's lowest. And I think that's probably the most powerful bit in the entire thing. Mm. Um, and then quickly just goes on to him performing live, showing that his life never stopped. Right. Okay. Um, Yes, he didn't have sacrifice in though, which I was disappointed with because I love sacrifice. <laughs> what, like a good sacrifice in a film. No, the song. All oh, right. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not sac- no sacrifice <laughs> in this film. It's rubbish. Whether it's sheep, goats, or, <laughs> I'll take or, anything. Or, or human, I'll take I'll any just sacrifice. Take a quick rap. Talking, talking about music. Um, um, have we all seen the uh, fire? Festival documentary uh, on Netflix. Yes. yes. Now this Fire this now this came this oh, came oh, oh. in on on Netflix in uh, and was hugely watched and it and it came on uh, as a documentary that directly competed with another documentary that was released on uh, I believe it was either Amazon or Hulu. Um, yeah, it's like kind of competing documentaries about the oh, same really? thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't realize that. Um, I watched the Netflix one. Yeah, I also watched the Netflix <laughs> one, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. Just... Unbelievable in the sense that they thought that they could get away with such um, yes. such incompetence. I think that, that's it. so. Like Free Solo, which is obviously in the you know documentary film where you more you follow in a character and you quite like him. Uh, the the good thing with with Fire was just being kind of outraged and mm. horrified that they would go ahead with something and just becoming unbelievable that they thought that this would actually work. I think the, that Fire Festival <laughs> documentary raises a really interesting question about Instagram influencers yes. as well. It raises this conversation, it raises this discussion point of how much are we as a society, um, you know, how much do, do we overly, um, you know, sort of trust mm-hmm. what these what these people are saying that we subscribe and that we follow on Instagram and and. And how much we are suckered into a very visual narrative yeah. and into a very visual world. And, uh, I mean, it's an age-old story of false advertising, basically. <laughs> when they... It's hurricane shelter tents? Yeah. Then they end up yeah. giving them. Yeah. Not even on the island that was, uh, that, that was that, advertised. That, that I believe <laughs> had previously been used in in the, um, the f- floodings along New Jersey, yeah. I believe. Um, it was just... It was unbelievable. Have you like, seen the? No, I haven't. Oh, you need to see it, Adam. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Netflix. Check it out. It's, it's, What's it it's, called? Fire. It's called Fire. Fire. F Y R E. The festival that never happened. Yes. Or almost happened. Something along those right. lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might give it a watch tonight. But it was yeah. It this and the amount of money that people put 
mm-hmm. as tickets mm-hmm. towards this thing. Yeah. People do. It, it also makes you realise that some people have more money than sense. I do love how well. quick people riot though. Like <laughs> they get along to the tents, and all of a sudden, there's some woman hoarding becomes, toilet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> And some guy stealing mattresses from other people's tents. Oh, God. It, it just makes you happy to be a human. <laughs> it just makes you realise, actually, how difficult it actually is to put together oh, a yeah. fantastic festival. It, yeah. it makes you appreciate when you've been to places like Leeds, Reading, Glastonbury, oh. Download, that actually the amount of organisation that is behind those things is not just done on some sort of wing and prayer the night before. Was that location drops for you? Is that, is that no, I <laughs> Leeds and Reading words. Yeah, I've never been to Glastonbury. Ah, big weekend. Okay, um, I would like to talk about us just very briefly. I know we spoke. Aww. I know. Huh, I know that we spoke. <laughs> I know we spoke, spoke about Jordan Peele's film in a huge review, spoiler review, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but that that for me is actually another event film i know that it's not been as huge as obviously what endgame is and it never will be but i think us 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 definitely did ride on the on the wave of popularity that came with get out yes um and also that us had an absolutely amazing trailer as well an absolutely fantastic trailer yeah and i think it lived up to it I do. It's one of my fav- <laughs> It's one of my favorite films of the year. But we don't have to talk about it very much. But yeah, I yeah. do. Uh, I think the Pitanyongo should I, be up for a Best Out I, Actress Oscar I, next year in February. I, I love the elements of that film. I love various parts put in. Just as a whole, it just didn't come. Okay. It didn't come together. That's fine. unified. I think I'd, I've probably got to go either free solo. I might pick the favorite. As my favourite film. I'm going Free Solo. Free that's, Solo? That's my, that's for me, it's the best film of the What's year your so ultimate? far. I have to go Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Fantastic. Rocket Man. Okay, do, do, I think do, do, we hold should. On. So, Free Solo, <laughs> the favourite. I'll do Free Solo. Let's let Free Solo. No, in. because then okay. there's not a lot okay. of diversity. Let's not argue again. <laughs> Let's not argue. Let's just move on to the next You segment, say there's okay? only nine podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So I believe it's now safe for us to look into the future, what films uh, we are excited for. I love that. believe it's now safe. Yes. As if you're waiting for my permission. Well, no, you, you might just start arguing with me again. So that was that I was don't about think that was an argument before. It I was think, an argument. We'll think, talk about it later. <laughs> I would say it was a healthy dose of passive aggressiveness. Right. Oh, lovely. I love that. Um, <laughs> so maybe... That if, was passive know, aggressive. Was well done. Um, so maybe I'd say we, we pick the, the film we're most excited for it, this year. The film that's really going to deliver, that's going to have the most enjoyment, going to get people talking... And you're going to absolutely love. That's, do we think a we can real, do that? that's a really hard one. We maybe I, s- skirt around a few, but maybe try and settle on one. Because I think in this age of so many different platforms buying up content, especially from like content that's come from sort of festivals and things like that, like the most recent news that Netflix have bought up two films that were award winners from the Cannes Film Festival this year and are looking to release them before the end of end of this year. I think shows that actually there is. There's so much choice and variety out there now in terms of film viewing. Um, so are you going to give us some some Cannes films that we're not going to know anything about? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I would, I would say that Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, I think, is it's his first foray into, into sort of directing a film for Netflix. 
And I think that that... Got Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, yeah. And oh. I think that that has massive potential. Obviously, it needs to be a good film. And, you know, when you've got Scorsese's name against something, mm. um, and if he's been given... Now, what Netflix usually do is they don't usually meddle too much in terms of the productions of, of sort of Netflix original movies. Um, and for for Scorsese, a lot of the time when he's when he's given that free reign, he usually makes amazing films. And I would I would be inclined that Irishman could be something. Really... Who's in that? Do we know? Do you know what? I don't actually know a great deal about You're it because it. I've because I have I've chosen to refrain myself from too much information over it. Yeah. Um, it's the best way. Yeah. I, th- I think with I any did the film, same for Shutter Island as well. With with any film where you know you know you like the director or you like an actor in it, I think mm. it's best to just just pull back from it and then just experience it rather than delve too deep. I do believe that it's a gang. It's a gangster film. I do believe nice. it's that. And I, I could be wrong. Then please feel free to get in touch if I'm absolutely off the mark. I just saw <laughs> On my the email. Scott, I saw yeah. I'm by, not. By, <laughs> by email or Twitter. Uh, I just saw The Irishman and I saw Martin Scorsese and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Two things you love. Mm. Um, <laughs> what have you got? That makes it sound as if I love Irish. <laughs> <laughs> that was the intention. Right. Go for it. What have you got, Adam? Joker. Yeah, Joker. I've got. Yeah, I've yes. got Joker down on mine. So why why do you think that's going to be the film? It's a bit. It's a bit weird yeah. what they're doing in terms mm. of. Well, DC's got nothing to lose. No, because everything else has been bad. So <laughs> I think ever since DC have decided to not really have this trying to link it together this cinematic yeah. universe well Shazam is meant to be or I've not seen it but meant to be quite yeah. good I quite mm. like Zachary Levin f- yeah Joker I think it's just based on the trailer mm-hmm. I just think it looks like it's taken things in a different approach mm. from what the recent films have been doing mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's the age range Looks like I think it's up there. It's I think it's 15 a fifteen or, or something, which I think, I hope it is, because I think it's got it based on that trend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that. Well, I think it just was said. Walking Phoenix. I've seen a few things. He's always good, mm-hmm. usually. Right, that's an understatement. Walking Phoenix is one of the best actors <laughs> yeah. on the planet at I, the moment. I think in terms of it looks like they're doing very much a character study mm-hmm. of of how someone would become the Joker, and I think he is a good fit for that. I think it's quite amazing that they got him as well. The, the issue is though is that I. I do not feel that the jo- the Joker is best when you don't know too much about him. And yes. I think having yeah. having this idea of where his nihilism and where this kind of maniac sort of tendencies came from, I I, I like the idea that the Joker is like when you look at the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. yeah. You, he presents different ideas about how where he, he comes was, from, yeah. who he is, and he's constantly lying to people. He's yeah. constantly you know, putting up a facade to people, and I, I like that. I'd, I'd agree. Anything is is good when it leaves some mystery to still delve into. Mm. However, in the in the comics, they go into the mm. Joker's. But they're going several um, different mm. sort well, the, of backstories. I mean, the the same comics is difficult yeah. because you've got the metaverse, which then mm. instructs everything else underneath, and all your different multiverses and stuff. But they do delve into where they give a, a quite compelling Joker yeah. story um, uh, alongside. Okay. So I think it could definitely. I don't work. think mind, I don't think I'd mind. If it's got a good story, like if it's just oh the Vassar again, I'd, I'll be like, we've heard it before. But if it shows a different side, yeah, because I feel this is far more like society's ganged up, and this and I feel like it's gonna be more anti-hero because he seems I, like I think definitely that, he's going up against like the 
some people who are like have the money in society. And I feel like if they can get like a balance of where you know he's doing his evil, but you kind of get where he's coming from. You've got to have that. To have the yeah. lead, there's got to be some sympathy. And I think I'd be worried with your point, Aaron, if it, if they were trying to tie this into to like uh, connected films. But as a stand, not, no. as a standalone, I think it's quite exciting to to present an idea of a backstory. Mm. But then it doesn't necessarily mean that you know any version of him needs to have that backstory. You can still have your Heath Ledger's. <laughs> Have you heard that Robert Pattinson is Batman. going to be the new yeah. Batman? That's yeah, well, I'd, really I'd seen rumours floating around with Nicholas Holt, which... Um, I thought say Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas like, <yeah>! Cage. <laughs> would be phenomenal. And, um, and actually, but I, th- yeah. I think he could do it. I think he gets a lot of flack in terms of with Twilight and stuff for obvious reasons. Um, but this could be his way to kind of you know, break out from that. Robert Pattinson is a very underrated actor. Yes, yes. And he's done some really, really good films since, mm-hmm. since the Twilight movies. And he's actually... He's actually in a he's he's in a so film. Just come out. He's in a, he's going to be he's going to be in a film with um, Willem Dafoe. That's the one. Yes. The Lighthouse. Yes. Which looks like a deeply creepy film, mm-hmm. and I believe it's by the same director as The Witch. Nice. Um, uh, Robert Eggers, I believe it is. So so yeah, I'm looking. Is this for the new one. standalone Batman film? No, it's potentially a trilogy. It's by Matt Reeves, I think, yeah. who did the, uh, the, not the Planet of the Apes to trilogy. The yeah. And uh, Reliable director. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I think he could really do something well with that. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, I want to go see Booksmart. I know it's, I know it's not <laughs> I know it's not a future film. I know it's been out recently, but anything that I can do to add, to help it out, because it looks like it's an amazing film, and I, I really want to go see Booksmart. I feel like it'll it'll go back to your days of like your Junos and your Napoleon Dynamite and your really good indie films that they kind of look at something it'll that be could like, be potentially mundane, like your Superbads or, or stuff like that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be your coming-of-age zeitgeist film yes. for this generation, yeah. which I hope so, it will be. I'll do that. What about you, Rob? Well, I'd look into a lot. So you've got a lot of big ones like your Toy Story 4, Spider-Man, yeah. Frozen 2, Star yeah. Wars. But like I've been saying, like I'm getting a bit fatigued with these big blockbuster ones. So yeah. I think my most excited one is Doctor Sleep. Go um, on. For multiple reasons. So I'm a big Stephen King fan. Um, I love oh, reading anything Stephen yes. King wise and Doctor Sleep um, is it's already a book it is a sequel to The Shining um, and the, what? yes yeah, so Doctor Sleep already exists it's um, it's a sequel to The Shining so I didn't even know there was a sequel to The Shining yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really good book I really enjoyed it what was the what was the um, the gap in terms of it being released after The Shining. Oh, quite a while. It was. It was probably. Oh my was it like five years was it five ago. Years? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It was released. Is it? Is it okay? So uh, no, I'm. I'm interrupting so it, you. It follows. Continue. Well, it follows Danny, and he's all grown up. Um, and ah, yeah, Danny Torrance. Yeah, so right? it goes more in terms of his ability uh, and casts a really strange story um, that I really enjoyed the book. Um, Hugh McGregor is going to be the lead in it, which I. I Hit and miss with Ewan McGregor, but I think he could he could do a really good job of it. But the reason I'm so excited for it, um, regardless of being Stephen King, is the director is Mike Flanagan. Um, <laughs> okay. That guy, in terms of horror, knows how to direct. I've already said before how much I loved Hill House, which was and Mike Flanagan yeah. and his other things like Gerald Game, Gerald's Game, yeah, um, Hush. Um, I like Hush. Yes. Yeah. So I think if there's anyone who can really pull this off and give us a fantastic horror film. Uh, it will be Mike Flanagan with Doctor is, Sleep. Is as long as he, yeah. sorry, go on, Adam. Is this a, uh, is this actually going to be a sequel to the eighties film? Now, I was I was curious about that because you have a character who gets killed off in The Shining, 
who is very much present within the books. Um, uh, so I don't think I don't think they'll try and sequel it from The Shining because it's so unique. The Shining in terms of yeah. films. Um, that I think it would be better to just go off the book almost like that's a single thing rather than trying to... So, I'm unsure with the marketing they might try you know, push it through to get people to go and see it but I'd much rather them just it almost just be like a book ad- adaptation because mm-hmm. um, the Shining book is very different from the film. Yeah. I, I love them both actually um, so I think that would be the better way to do it. But yeah, Stephen King, Mike Flanagan, I am there. Also, if I think if they tried to make it as a sort of a direct sequel oh, to The know. Shining it, I think it would it would have to follow it would probably have to follow very similar aesthetic styles yes. to Kubrick and I think to even try and emulate Kubrick is is a is a bear trap as yeah. far as I'm concerned I think, so I think Mike Flanagan would be like no I'll, I'll just adapt this book <laughs> yeah. we won't go in that yeah but it's also it's like if if you've seen it as a sequel it would have to be compared to it. Exactly, you're going to get the comparisons. Whereas, like, like here, like, not many people know that there is a, a sequel to The Shining yeah. in book form. Um, and, and when you put Stephen King's name to, to films, it's, it's still. Gets, I, I feel, I think going. for marketing though, I feel like the director might want to take it his own way. But there's, I hope they don't. That's yeah. the only thing. I think they might try and get people through. But I, I just think in terms because that of, would sell. Yeah, yeah, it would. You're right. If it, you said the sequel to The Shining, yeah. in terms of films, I'm excited for it. Uh, chapter two, chapter two, yeah. yeah. I didn't really great that. casting for it as well. Good casting. I hope it's better, but I've already I've watched the trailer. I just think it looks hilarious. <laughs> I don't <laughs> feel the fear. Just trust uh, it. No, I'm, like trust it. First one, I think it'll I did, be okay. I've, I've read the books as well for it, and the, mm. the books are really creepy in a way. I know mm. they try and do it, but when that old woman shuffles <laughs> around without her clothes in the background, <laughs> it's like what am I meant to do but laugh? I don't care what I say, but I hope you could. Uh, <laughs> You could <laughs> 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 just, just go with it. <laughs> I hope the ending's better than the book. Just go with it. Get yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> and what do you mean in terms of the ending better? This is going to be called right. a book podcast now. Right. Um, like the miniseries thing where it's just this big spider. Because I, I read the book and I remember it, the ending just felt like Stephen King just sat there and went, Oh man, I forgot the ending. I like, looked, <laughs> like looked through manuscripts and went, This one I'll do. No, right. No, no, no. no. Right. So. I, I do find this with Stephen King. A, a lot of his endings, I don't think, really land. Mm. Um, I, I love the journey of the character work. Uh, it though feeds very heavily into the Dark Tower, and there's, there's what happens? well, yeah, there's really big links between um, it and what's happening yeah. through the Dark Tower. I think to really not fully understand it because yeah. it's Stephen King and like some of his <laughs> books, like Cujo, he doesn't even remember writing because he's yeah, his <laughs> it just it just appeared one day. Um, if you read The Dark Tower, you get a much better understanding of, of right. why you'd have such a bizarre ending yeah. and why you have a massive turtle. Yeah, but as a, <laughs> as a, as a standalone thing, I haven't read yes. it all. Yeah, as a standalone thing. I read it and just thought, yeah. it was just like the most out of fear. It was like, you, you know like when you say like books like hint towards things yeah. that are going to happen? This was like, turtle! No, <laughs> The Dark Tower, it, I mean, I wish the film had been able to do this. It mm. brings all of Stephen King's books into well it's almost MCU it, it yeah. becomes that where where they feed in and you have characters that crop up in other books and all these I was happy with secrets. chapter one <clears throat> they did change the ending mm. because we all know how the children one ends well, they, and I feel like that would have just been wrong I couldn't watch it I just couldn't watch yes. that <laughs> um, 
it's a way to keep them together. Um, that's my thing as well. The book obviously hops between uh, child and uh, adults, whereas they've, they've, they've split it here to be the children's story and the adult story. And I don't think the adult story is as because interesting as the child's story. Yeah, because you see with the book, what it would do is it would kind of like show something in the child one or like mm-hmm. an adult one. Yes. Then it would be reflected back, but in like a different but way. Like half a, of the adult story is then just going to meet up. Yeah, that so dinner. That's, yeah, <laughs> it was like so it was lovely. Thing. With with the children's side, if I didn't really engage with that, I feel like that's the better story. Mm-hmm. So I'm, then to have the adult one, it might mean that they can put more into it, which could be more exciting. The, but, yeah. but the, I, I'm the, not excited. The, for the, it. the casting for it chapter two yeah, is yes, very good. Yes, I think it's quite yes. inspired. Getting Jessica, Jessica Chastain in there. James McAvoy, yeah. Bill yeah. Hader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Hader's a fantastic. Yeah, he's one fantastic. Well, yeah, and I, I do like James McAvoy. Have you seen the nineties version? Yeah, so the, the, what Tim were Green. they were TV movies. Yeah, they yeah. weren't originally released as cinema mm. films. Uh, and yeah. yes, I, I I have seen those. Yeah, and they are also scary. Yeah, say about that. I thought they were naff, but I liked Tim Curry. Yes, and I did like how it kind of tried. Even though it was definitely one half was felt more of children, one half more adults. It's, yeah. it, it's still to try and relay backwards and forwards throughout. Could we take a moment for us all to have a go at our best Pennywise impressions, please? No. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie! Hiya, Georgie! That is good! <laughs> is that alright? Yeah, that's fantastic. Adam? <laughs> it's your moment. Go on, Adam. Get, get that fandom. Get that fandom. Go on. If you're looking to cast for Itch Up the Free. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do it. That's a good laugh. That's a good laugh. Go on. Hiya, George. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie. <laughs> Practicing for this and everything. Hiya, Georgie. Hiya, Hiya Georgie. Georgie. Hiya. Hiya, Georgie. You want a boat? <laughs> <laughs> you want a boat? Oh, right, let's move swiftly on. Okay. So, um, talking about horror films, we seem to have talked about a lot about horror films in terms of these future films. films. So, um, Jennifer Kent, the director of The Babadook, has a new film coming out. Um, she has a period piece creepy oh, film know. coming out this year called The, 19, the Nightingale mm-hmm. and that looks particularly good and anything that Jennifer Kent does I'm all for even though the only thing she's done so far is her short film and The Babadook yeah, um, The Babadook's amazing and for me Babadook is one, of, is one of the masterpiece horror films of the last sort of 10, 15 years yeah um, Ashley watched the, sort of the, the final th- third of the film like under her eyes, yes. just constantly. That was the one with the just, creepy book nuts. at the beginning, wasn't it? The yeah, the, cre- the, the, the Bubba Duck book. Yes. The less said about that film, the better, but it just mm. it takes you on the ride completely. Right? Yeah. You can't it is one of the best it, of it does, so And I think good. as well, it the, the Bubba Duck did what Hereditary tried to do, and yes. yeah. to a lesser extent, which was this idea of this balance between supernatural and psychological horror. Um, but yeah, the Bubba, the Babadook is it, it, so that is so good that mm. that's what makes me look. I always I always look at what directors are coming bringing out next rather than actors because I do think directors have a way of 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 taking something that might potentially be mediocre in other people's hands yeah. and make it yeah. aesthetically wonderful and, and really brilliant in their own. Speaking of Hereditary, he's got a new one coming out this year as well, apparently, which is Midsommar. Right. And Hereditary, I, I think a film of two halves, loved the beginning of that film. I think it all falls apart at the end mm. and becomes farcical <laughs> and hilarious. Yeah. Um, the the tale happened at my screening when I went to see it. No. A fight broke out. <laughs> 
Nice. In in hereditary. Because what happened was right. Have you seen it? Where did you go to see this? I went to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to the Audion. In Metro Centre. Right. Okay. okay. That sounds that sounds about right. And um, what happened was you know how just hilarious it is. Yes. Just sort of the flow. Um, yeah, it becomes just it's so, stupid. It's so hard. And these girls in front just like killing themselves laughing. And right. I'm trying not to laugh because I know this is meant to be serious. Like I think it's, was it meant to be serious? I don't know. It's by that, yeah, but the thing is, but what that, what that tells you is that the, the, yeah. the film's mood and tone has not worked yeah. in that situation. But then someone got really angry and just stood up and shot saying, shut up, I'm watching the film. And then suddenly they just went back and says, so wait, brilliant. <laughs> and like, the all I just thought, oh god, someone's going to have punched in here, and he did actually walk down and threaten them. Oh wow, oh, amazing! So but you've got, like a live. <laughs> so good. Oh, but you... I'd, I'd say if you can, yeah, if you fell can, apart. If you can capture what was in the beginning of that and make that into a complete film, that, that could so be Midsommar. Or midsummer. 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 Not midsummer. Not midsummer. Unless I typed it wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was very careful with that one. Right. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Ah, Tarantino. Yeah. I'm a bit thing about him recently. Okay. I didn't. I, I didn't like the hateful eight at all. No, I, I wasn't a fan of it no. either. I thought. Oh, I, I quite enjoyed. I just it thought it was too. Lo- I thought it was like Reservoir Dogs, but doubled worse. in length. Yeah. And the cowboys made it worse somehow. I don't know. I. I I'd probably agree that it could have been shorter, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd just I'd like on. I like the like the characters he builds and mm. and Samuel L. Jackson I've, shouting at people. I feel I've seen all of <laughs> them apart from his. Which was one I've seen? Is it the one? I don't with know. The, <laughs> the one with the driver. Um, is it a stunt driver? Is that a grindhouse? It was probably like a grand death proof. Death proof. Yeah. That's what we want to have not, seen. So yeah, one, that was yeah. So it was part of the Grindhouse oh, yeah. duo. Planet Terror, Planet Terror yeah. was the other. Yeah, I've seen that one. But I've seen the rest of them, and I pretty much enjoyed. I've enjoyed all of them. I think some of them re- Django Unchained. I really enjoyed. I think some. <laughs> I like Django. I think the scene with the bags over the head. What was it where the one couldn't see, so they complained and that shouldn't even do it. Yes. Like if we're going to kill Jonah, them. Jonah Hill uh, pops yeah. up. Yeah. But I think yeah. there's so many. I think I like because he's always got humour. And we've got like a sort of like some sort of twist of like how yeah. the timelines work. Yeah. The hateful eight was just a drag. So I'm looking. In fairness, I watched that on my phone in yeah. uh, in in sections. Mm-hmm. I watched like probably minutes here and there. But so I think maybe that's why I once more time it. in Hollywood, I think I will enjoy it if it's more like what I've enjoyed. I I thought you were going to say that you were you've been sort of less engaged with Quentin Tarantino recently because of the. The, sort of the indirect stuff involving like Harvey Weinstein and that. No, I don't keep up to date. I feel if you look at a film, and the whole Me Too movement. I feel if you look, I think I just take films as they are. I don't really like getting like bringing into films. Like if a film is about a s- subject, like Black Clans was about about racism. Mm. But I feel like if you just look at a film, like yeah, Harvey Weinstein. As a, I'm out. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, can, I can understand that. I wouldn't look at one of his films he produced and go, "Well, it's terrible now." No, I, that's I, what. I so why you mean. Like, it, it doesn't. It it's doesn't. Poten- it's potentially yeah. through values, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, It just makes it a bit uneasy that, that, that yeah. that's that, that's behind it and the potential connections. Yeah. But I think films we see as like a film and not like as a. I think it's part of it, but like if you're just watching the film, you shouldn't. But, that shouldn't factor into. But, film, but films in their nature, uh, we're going into a very different. <laughs> film, right? But films in their nature are, are a are a window to a world, and films inherently, you know, take on some aspect of 
politics, of of society, of culture, of a, a time and a place. Unless, of course, it's you know Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious, or something what like that. What do you that. mean? That's the film I'm excited for. <laughs> Did oh. you like the link? Boom! <laughs> Bringing it back in. Dwayne the Rock Johnson can yeah. do no wrong. Yeah, Zelda as well is like. Is he in it? Yeah, he's yeah. like a supervillain in it. Oh, it's basically it's got to the point where they're not just superheroes. Oh, what's with Idris Elba? Oh yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah. Any anything else? What films that we're going to stay a mile from? Anyone got Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah, I mean I, Terminator hasn't that. been good for for young. And do you know what? Terminator Two Judgment Day is in my top five films of all time. Yes, and they've just tried their hardest to <laughs> ruin it. Yeah, they ruin it every year. But, yeah, completely. They're, they're bringing back Sarah Connor now. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah that's actual Sarah this. Connor. Yes. Like in the Lin- Linda, uh, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Is it the one before Scooby Doo chin ups? <laughs> Good right. reference. These are the three films that I'm staying a mile from this year, yeah. right? Okay, first of all, Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Staying a mile Hasn't from that. Hasn't it been pushed back to next yeah. year? Oh, has it? Well, you got longer oh, to wait. It's, it's staying a mile from me then. It's Either way, it works. Good. Right? Yes, but you do the good, the bad, and the bad <laughs> one. Next one. Next one. Cats. Is one I'm staying away from now. Uh, as I said previously in this po- in in this particular podcast, I said that I love a good musical and I do. But for me, Cats has never been a musical that I particularly enjoyed, and I and the idea of a movie adaptation of it does not intrigue me in the slightest. Are they having people dressed up like cats? Like the I would imagine or so. Animated yes. cats? No, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, have they got? I don't know. Lord I, of the actors. I know that singers. Yeah, I know that Taylor Swift's in it and mm, a few others, that's... but. Um, and my third and final one now I loved I really I didn't love I really enjoyed the first one mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the slightest with Frozen 2 I've already promised my daughter I would go and see it with her oh so. uh, well that's fair enough fair but, enough isn't it that's my excuse uh, <laughs> Frozen was an unexpected pleasure for me I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did mm, I, I do not have no. yeah I'm I the did, opposite Really? Because yeah. I think I watched it after everyone else had. Yes. And it was so hyped. So hyped. And the song was playing for, I was expecting something special. And I just think, apart from Olaf, which Olaf's amazing, mm. just give him his own film. But apart from that, it was just seen very much, dis- I don't like computer generated animation as it is. Because I, I, don't, I don't, don't. Even Pixar. I like Pixar, but I think they, they pioneered it. And I think, but I think, me, Adam lives in the 80s, I live in the, so I, the animation looks terrible to him. I, I enjoy like the old style. I think I grew up with that. <laughs> See, I think we are in a golden age of animation. Mm. I, I think agree when you, that. when you when you think over the last ten years what Pixar has created mm. and what Leica Productions have created. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, with Kubo and the Two Strings in particular is just one of my favourite animations of recent. It's years. amazing. And oh, what fantastic. and what. And what Ghibli and general Japanese yeah. animation continue to pipe out, and the Bremen and all that sort. Marvel is pretty much animated mm. now. That's <laughs> yeah. every single That's scene. Yeah. Spider Man, the haunted. Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing but, example of amazing animation. Yeah. That's there you what, go. That's what that was completely that different. Like, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen animation like it. But that jumps around styles and yeah. Around, uh, Peter Porker mm. be with it. Yeah. Different <laughs> art style. Peter Porker is amazing. Yeah. Almost as good as Spider Man Noir. Yeah. Have we got Have we got any other films? The only other ones I put down. Men in Black International, not really not interested in that. Doing it for the sake of it. Um, Star Wars, I'm really excited for it again. The it's Rise J. J. of Abrams, Skywalker. And I'm trying to forget The Last Jedi, which I just didn't enjoy. Okay. Oh, I really enjoyed that. We went and saw that together. I know, that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's not the reason you I hated said, it. You said it was mint when you came out. Oh, you I really enjoyed not. it. You oh, did. did I lie to you? To try <laughs> that's because I've been told before, like, I'd, if I say my, like, that it's rubbish or something and someone's really enjoyed it, then I crush their buzz. So I tried to be like... You wouldn't crush ah, my buzz. I'm, I'm impenetrable when it comes to Why do you want to buzz. argue with me today? <laughs> I was doing something nice for you, but no, didn't enjoy with it. With it, with me. <laughs> no, that's... I enjoyed when it first came out, but I think the more I thought about it, the more... I enjoyed Pull the, it apart. The, the, the fight. Um, I need to rewatch it. Just with, like, uh, but... Kylo Ren and Rey when mm-hmm. they're fighting on oh. the Crimson Guard and the uh, hyper mm. hyper jump and the sound on that. That makes. Lovely. And I'm not one of those where it's like, oh, the ruining fan base, Rey's parents, like that. No, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. Ultimately, I just didn't enjoy it. And especially Luke drinking that blue <laughs> milk will haunt me until the end of I, my what days. What got angry with me? It was. Right? Adwell Akbar. That no, right. that did annoy that me. That was the worst thing ever because it was. I've never had Do that to judge our big. I've never had a collective audience right. groan so loudly. Can I, can I just say Sorry. something? Right, we're we're talking to, we're talking about a film from two years ago now, guys. Yeah, but it's related right. to the next one. What I if they just randomly say? What if they just randomly like get another right. character and say he's dead off screen and never explain it? Out of Sorry. ten, how Sorry. much are you looking forward to the rise of Skywalker? Add an eight. An eight, eight Adam. Yes. Yeah. It's eight. I've never been a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm going to keep my diminished expectations and say <laughs> six. Okay, because I think that's the reason why I enjoyed the Last Jedi. Yeah. So I went in with diminished expectations. I suppose yeah. I really liked it. A um, couple of others, just to very quickly, just chuck them out there. Um, the Dead Don't Die, which is a zombie film yeah. by Jim Jarmusch, uh, who doesn't usually <laughs> who doesn't usually make those sorts of genre movies. Yeah. Um, so that that's something to look forward to. I like Adam Driver, so. And I, and Stuba, which is an action film starring Kamal Nanjiani from The Big Sick and Dave Bautista what? together. <laughs> so Stuba is is a film. Uh, Kamal Nanjiani plays an Uber driver. Uh, Dave Bautista is one of his passengers who happens to be. Are they uh, fighting the Uber? Uh, no, they're, oh. I don't, they're not against oh. each other. Oh. They become a. They against become the a, car. They become a. <laughs> They become a duo together. And like so. transform the <laughs> Uber. No, like Power no, Rangers no, all no. come together. It's, I, it's just a straight up action comedy oh, right, between okay, the sorry. two of them, yeah. A bit like Tom Cruise and, and Jamie Foxx. And I, th- I think Clatteral. playing it right, I think Dave Bautista could mm. could become could 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 take that career trajectory as what oh, The yeah. Rock has. Uh, quite, I, think he, I, I think it might be controversial. Yeah. I think he could be better. Potentially. He's been in Blade Runner 2049. Everything he's in, I've quite liked. He's gone into the galaxy as Drax, obviously. Even in, like, I thought he was... (laughs) Even, I thought Spectre yeah, yeah I thought Spectre was a bit naff overall for like three minutes yeah I think he should have been in more have you not seen Spectre I've seen half of it why did you see half (laughs) of it I don't know it wasn't that good yeah it wasn't that good (laughs) but I think he had like sort of think with him but they didn't give him enough Mm. like to do okay but I still think I do agree that I think now again we're talking about films from like two years ago can I throw one out yeah yeah I don't know anything about this uh, Last Christmas, based off the song Last Christmas by Wham. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> so we come to the end of our podcast now, but not before we give you our 30-second recommendations. Yay. So, Rob, we're going to start off with you. Okie dokie. Okay, so in five, four, three, two, 
one, cheese it. Are you ready for this? Go. The Raid 2. Okay. <laughs> so directed by uh, Gareth Evan- Evans. Yeah. Uh, it's an Indonesian film. And the fighting in this film is absolutely unreal. John Wick 3 would not exist. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. It wouldn't exist without it. But the Raid, yeah. the prison scene that you have... Uh, just just all the fights in general. The car chasing. Stop it. <laughs> are absolutely phenomenal. And I am all for one in terms of really good choreography when it comes to fighting and not being lazy. Oh, and the toilet cubicle as well, where they just all come at him. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, really, really, really good film. The first one's good as well, but The Raid 2 is the one I watched first, and I absolutely love it. They also appeared in The Force Awakens, and I was ready ready for them to do some amazing moves, uh, the lead guys in it, and unfortunately they didn't. Absolutely wasted, but The Raid 2, watch it now. Okay, so we're calling this now 50-second No, (laughs) you spoke over half of it, so that's that's fair enough. Adam, over to you for your four-and-a-half-hour recommendation. (laughs) Off you go. Five, four, (laughs) three... Two, one, go. Uh, In the Loop, um, based off the TV show, uh, The Thick of It. Uh, so I'm Peter Capaldi as a sweary Scottish politician. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. And I think it's, I think it's based on true life, basically. It's just, it's, it's such a farcical that goes sort of simple and goes out of proportion. And Paul Higgins has all the funniest lines Ever. Jay McDonald, the swearest man in Scotland. Done. Excellent. Yeah. I think in the current climate, that's a very good recommendation. Because what's happening? Yeah. It does, it does have that feel of being just very real. And that's, yes. that's kind of Even though the like, humour. It's completely farcical and just goes out of proportion so much. No, to... but you can imagine it But does. you can imagine it does. It's the same with the thick of it. It's uh, mm. very good. Jay McDonald. It's over 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Jay McDonald has Jay, one of the funniest lines of the entire thing and so many of his lines are cut from like, the final and just watch his cut out lines because that is one of the mm. best parts. Excellent. Right. Aaron, you ready? Yep. Go in in three, two, one, go. So I think Arrival is one of the most underrated films uh, of recent memory. And I think Denis Villeneuve is such an accomplished director. Uh, and this this film that he's created uh, with Amy Adams, um, who is effectively, she's a, a, linguistic, a linguistic specialist and who tries to translate um, alien... Code or language when they when they when they land. Uh, I've not sold it very well in these. Thirty seconds. <laughs> I've not sold it very well in those thirty seconds. But I, you should, Best every, recommendation. every everyone everyone should go see Arrival. They really should. I mean that that film completely changes what you think you've seen throughout the entire thing. Yep. It's very clever in terms of and approaching it from another way, which isn't just let's shoot them all or even though that's a heavy part of the film yeah. to have a linguist at the centre is brilliant yeah it was it was also Adam the first film that that Rob and I went to go see together Aww. as well it was our first cinema day wasn't it, oh, it wasn't so we made up now the reason why I picked the reason yeah well the reason why I picked the reason why I picked this is because no matter what's happened in this podcast Rob <laughs> we will always have a rival oh brilliant we'll we arrived together. together and we left together no we didn't <laughs> We'll always be together. However, You're starting up stories now. We'll always be together. 
together in electric dreams. I'm done. Do, do, do. <laughs> Finish the podcast. I think, I think this. I think. I think this is what leaves us now. Rob, do you wanna do you wanna sign us out? I'm leaving. Here. Bye, everybody. <laughs>